Hello Naglets, welcome to the Nag Personal Trainer Podcast. Today's podcast, I'm going to be covering two questions about weight training. As I've had this question asked by a few clients and people have messaged me about it, so I thought I can cover it with a little bit more context in a podcast. It's going to be a quick 15 minutes on this, so if that's all you've got and you want to know a bit more about weight training, this is the podcast to listen to right now. So question one, is 30 minutes enough to do a workout? Now, what this person meant and some of the others who've messaged, um, she basically was referring to weight training. She's enjoying doing spinning at the moment, doing classes. She does like the weights, but she's struggling to get time to go into the gym. So I said, why do you do shorter workouts? And she's like, oh, can you do a workout shorter in a decent amount of time, like 30 minutes? I was like, absolutely. Because you think about it this way, when you do a workout with weights, you're always your strongest the first half of the workout. So you can do heavy squats, you can deadlift, bench, shoulder press, all your big lifts, you'll tend to do at the start because that's when you're most strongest and have the most energy. After 30 minutes, if you're doing longer than an hour, an hour, 30 minutes, if you're doing longer than 30 minutes, you may find you start to feel a bit fatigued, a bit floppy, your muscles hurt or they feel full, that fullness feeling, which is basically blood flow going into the arms or the legs, whatever, whatever body parts you're working. For example, I trained push today, so mostly doing like chest pressing, shoulder press, uh, we did a tricep finisher, which is the muscle on the back of your arm. And also we did some shoulder finishes, which is known as your deltoids. So both me and Kate always describe it as we feel very full. Kate's my training buddy, for those who don't know. I'm a business partner. And that fullness can also make you feel more fatigued. You feel like you can't move as well as you did at the start of the session. So I always say to clients, if you've only got 30 minutes to work out, there's a couple of ways of doing this. You can, one, just focus on three to four main exercises to perform and ideally pick what we call compound exercises, which is multi-joint exercises. And I think my reminder's going off about something. (laughs) Oh, pack cake, that'll be it. So pick, um, pick three to four exercises that are what we call compound exercises. So you're just going to, the reason I say compound, because multi-joint exercises means you're going to work more than one muscle. So you can work really hard doing three to four exercises, and that would be enough as long as you work hard when you are doing it. When I say work hard, you work at the right intensity. You know, you've only got a few reps left in the tank after each set. Or depending how you're training, you might go to failure. So basically to the point where you can't do more, depending on your favorite training method. Great example of this would be, say, you might start with a push exercise. So you might do a shoulder press or a chest press, push-ups if you wanted to, a dumbbell chest press, a seated chest press. So again, it's elbow and shoulder movement. It's going to work your triceps, your shoulders, and depending which one you do, like a chest press, of course, you're going to work also your pectorals. Another one to do would be a pull. So, for example, the lat pull-down a bent over row, a single arm row, a low row machine. Uh, You could even, I suppose, class a deadlift and do that. And that would work your back muscles. 
So you're doing opposite to what you've just done with the push. Then you pick your quad exercise, or we could say knee dominant, I guess. Uh, and with that one, or a squat, should we say, actually. I'd say, ideally, yeah, pick a squat movement because that's going to hit the front of your legs, your quads. Depending which exercise you do, it would also hit your glutes, so your butt. Uh, and it'll actually still hit, if you're doing a squat movement, hit your calves a little bit. And depending what exercise you do, you'll also hit your core muscles. I personally would always opt for a freestanding squat personally if I had little time to do things. And it's one of the best strength exercises. Whether you're doing high reps, low reps, heavy weights, it's one of the best. Because you sit down and stand up every day. You need that to be able to do that movement. So it's very functional as well. And there's loads of ways to do a squat. You've got the goblet squat holding a weight in front of you. You've got a back squat pointing the barbell on your upper back. A zercher squat where you hold the barbell in the crease of your elbow uh, with a pad on, of course. Don't do it without a pad because it does hurt unless you've got really thick forearms. You can even do a single leg style squat, so lunges, uh, using a suspension tray to do a single leg squat. Um, you could do a bodyweight squat. There's, there's loads of ways of doing it, but definitely I'm all up for a squat. But if it's not your thing or you're still learning or you've got an injury, you might opt for the leg press if you're in a gym and that's fine as well. Another one I would say is add a hip hinge exercise because this is great for mobility in the back of the legs, your hamstrings, your posture as well, your calf muscles and great for the core muscles as well because they're normally engaged. So here, in fact, all these exercises are giving you, you wouldn't need to do, even do any core because they're engaged throughout all of those weight training exercises, which is why on my plans, I rarely write core in for any of my clients. And I used to be the PT who used to give you 10 exercises for your abs. But at the time, I thought that was right. You know, that's what I thought was okay based on what I was looking at, what I've learned over the years. You just adjust and you learn and you find out actually you don't need to do as much as you think. It's actually quite, idea is get away with doing as little as possible, but work as hard as you can with that. So a hip hinge exercise, a classic one is always going to be a Romanian deadlift. If you're not sure what one of them is, definitely YouTube it. I have got a YouTube channel with how to do a Romanian deadlift. So you can search the NAG personal trainer, Romanian deadlift, and I will come up probably somewhere at the top because I've actually tried the search. But it's where you push your hips back while holding a weight in front of you. So you're holding the weight in your hands, you push your hips back, your knees are slightly bent and you feel it pulling in the back of the legs. You're not trying to touch the floor. I would say imagine you're trying to push a set of drawers with your bottom or close the door with your butt. And that's a hip hinge exercise. You could, if you wanted to, uh, do a barbell hip thrust. That would work too. But I think that hits the quads quite a bit. And if you've done a squat, I would personally opt for the Romanian deadlift unless you've got any injuries. If you've really got some poor injuries to the point your back's not good then yeah the hip thrust might be better or even doing an isolation in this case a leg curl would be fine as well if you've got access to cables or a leg curl machine and that would be like your basic compound movements you could even leave the rdls and do the squat just do squat pull push that simple doing three sets of 10 if you want to do more if you like the feel the pump should we say if you want to build more strength, you could go down to three to four sets of three to five repetitions, but you would need more rest time. So definitely opt for free exercises to keep your time down how long you're in the gym for. Because there's nothing worse than rushing for a workout and you don't remember what happened. 
like you drive your car to your usual destination and you can't remember how you got there. You won't be present in your weight training session. You want to feel the muscles you're working. You want to feel a bit aggressive when you're lifting because mentally you instantly gain from it mentally how good it feels to be able to lift well, to move well, to even lengthen and, and contract muscles as well. So be very present even if you're only doing a short period of time. But if you're doing less, you're more likely to put more energy into those exercises and get more bang for your buck for your workout. Couple other methods is what we call supersetting, which is where you might do two exercises back to back. There's loads of ways of doing this. I'll give you two examples how I like to do it. I like to do opposing muscle groups because it's great for not being detrimental to the other exercise because you're using different muscles. So for example, a chest press with a bent over row. So you're doing a push exercise and a pull exercise or a lat pull down if it's available and free in your gym or you've got a home gym with a shoulder press would be good, so a vertical push, vertical pull. You haven't got to be that perfect with it, but yeah, you could do a lat pull down and a chest press, that would be fine too. And then the legs, you could do a squat and a Romanian deadlift. That would work as well. You could, if you wanted, be a bit psychotic and do a hip thrust and a Romanian deadlift, but I'd be interested to see what the effects that would be. I'm sure I have done this at some point, but I just can't remember. And then if you wanted to, you might have time to do a bit extra with uh, this within the time with doing supersets. Because the idea is you do one exercise, say for a set of six reps, then you go straight into the other one. So you're cutting out that middle rest time and then you rest for like, depending on how hard you're training. If you're training hard, do some good weight, you need 90 seconds to two minutes at least to replenish your energy. So you could perform that set really well again. That's why rest period is so important. If you want to progressive overload every week and lift heavier or do more reps, your rest period is massively important and it reduces your risk of injury as well. So that's an example you could do a superset. You do a set of one exercise, then the other, and then you do your rest before then doing a set of each one again. Other ones are like triceps. Triceps are great for doing like say I personally think like um, like you do a compound exercise, so like a shoulder press, then you might do a side lat raise, which is lifting the weights to the si- out to the side, holding lighter dumbbells, and then you might go into like a bent over row position and do a prone fly to work your upper back area. So basically like a shoulder finisher. So I love using triceps as a finisher. Triceps are better performed for me personally, how I was coached years ago as a PT, is try to pick exercise at which same muscle groups. Because you get quite a good pump. They're great for doing accessory exercise at the end. So accessories exercises to me are areas that are a bit weaker or where you wouldn't do as heavy and normally a single joint movement in most cases. So like say I did one today. I did triceps for the back of my arms. So I did dips. Uh, we've done a cable push down for the back of the arms and then did an overhead extension with a dumbbell as well. So that's, again, another way of doing it. You could do it obviously with legs so you could do a goblet squat a lunge and if you want to be really psychotic you could do leg extension or dead man leg raises or i call them kneeling lean backs where you kneel on the floor your torso's upright and you lean back as far as you can feeling that pull in your quads and then you have to try to get back up without pushing your bum back and that really stretches out the quads and hits them so there's two ways as well of doing a workout a little bit quicker there's other methods uh, so you best ask me if you want anything else. So just email me at natalie at thenagpersonaltrainer.co.uk or DM me at thenagpersonaltrainer on Instagram. Always happy to answer questions and give advice. 
So that's another way of speeding up your workout as well. But like I say, just make sure you pick muscles. That you, basically, when you're doing your plan, if you haven't got anyone write it for you, I would say just make sure you try to balance it out so you're working equal sets for each work and for each muscle group, if that makes sense. So again, if you're going to stick for a push-pull and a squat and a hip hinge, you're hitting all the muscles pretty much when you're doing that. But yeah, absolutely beneficial to still do a workout in 30 minutes. No problem. Okay, next question. Uh, What's the best way to work out if it's too busy? I'm assuming you mean in an actual gym. Now, we've come across as me and Kate during half term. We normally go in between one and like three in the afternoon because we PT most of the morning. Uh, Then we do admin and then we go and train because we can shut off for a minute. And then we might do it just a few hours in the evening, if that's these days, because we work a bit more differently. And it is busy at the moment because the younger ones tend to get up about midday and then go to the gym rather than going later or early in the morning because they've not school all day or uni or college. And that's fair enough. So you have to obviously adjust your workout sometimes. Even we have to. So it might mean you can't get on machines so I would say opt for free weights, definitely. It's actually dumbbells, your barbells, your kettlebells. If you want, if your gym's really, really rammed to the point you can't even get a barbell out, then dumbbells and kettlebells are fantastic because you could just literally, there's normally more than one set of like two to maybe eight kilograms, maybe 10K dumbbells in a gym. I normally see two sets of them about. Could be wrong in some gyms or there's at least a few sets of kettlebells about from like eight maybe up to 20 kilograms so you could just grab what you need and pick a spot somewhere where you don't need a lot of space and again you could opt for doing superset training you could opt for doing tricep training it might be you don't want to stay in there as long because it's busy as well if depending on your gym as well if it is really busy i'm always open to this if someone asks me and basically says can i work in with you like jump in and do a set on the set of dumbbells or machine or bench that you're using I'm always all for it as long as I'm not doing something back to back and I'm having similar rest times, then I'm okay with it. Especially machines as well, because only one of each usually or the benches if they're packed. I'll go on, mate, just jump in if you want. That's me. But I know not all gyms. I know not everyone has that gym etiquette. It'd be nicer if it did because gyms would seem less intimidating, especially for women. But to help another woman out, especially or even guys to be fair I always you know I offer for people to jump in if especially if I'm not on my own or not with Kate obviously if me and Kate are there it's a bit pointless having a third person jumping in because the recipe would be too long uh, but on my own then yeah of course I would but just like working in with Kate I don't see any different personally so yeah what you could do is like say have minimal equi- equipment as possible uh, I've done it where I've been in Christmas Eve actually and it's always really busy at the local centre I go to. So it was to the point where I managed to find a space to put my barbell, like a 20k barbell. And I just decided I'm just going to do a barbell workout for the next 30 minutes. So I just made up a workout on the spot. And again, just similar to what I just said there, doing a workout in 30 minutes. I picked a push exercise. So I did a shoulder press, like military press. I did a front squat instead, I had the barbell in front, so lifting up the barbell onto my chest. Um, it's actually sitting on my shoulders and fingertips. Incorporating a Romanian deadlift and then did a bent over row. So that was a full body workout. And I literally stayed in the same spot 
for the whole 30, 45 minutes. I didn't have to budge. Even I'd be weights and discs out because I had a space. And that was the main thing. I could crack on with my workout. I think that does take experience. And the more you've trained and if you've had uh, training plans off coaches in the past, that does help as well because you can go off and pick back and forth. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram are fantastic for looking for workouts now. I had a client yesterday who had fantastic form on her weight training exercises considering she's never really properly weight trained. I asked her, have you done this before at all? And she goes, it's probably because I've been watching them on TikTok. People are very visual and it obviously works. So again, if you follow my YouTube, the Nag Personal Trainer, I do put um, exercises on there, like how to do things. And I've even got like a workout section, like circuits, kickboxing. So I've got ideas on there as well for like finishes or quick workouts. But it does take experience. And I would say if you've never weight trained before, especially please get a coach for just a few sessions. I don't mean just remove anybody. Even I had a fitness program booked because normally it's free at most gyms for an actual fitness instructor to show you how to actually weight lift properly, how to use machines, how to set up, just basic things like that because it just made it so much easier to enjoy your gym session. It's like when you first learn to drive a car. It's not that enjoyable. At first, it's a bit stressful. It feels a bit chaotic. It doesn't feel very automatic whereas once you've been in one gym and got used to it and go to a couple other ones now and again like a holiday gym you will become less intimidated and you'll become more savvy how you do your workouts based on how busy or quiet it is or how quick or how long you need as well it does take skill to learn that so I think investing in somebody even just for like even like a month like one session a week would be enough probably for most people to then crack on on their own. And that's fine if that's all you need a coach for that long. You'd have to pay for a coach forever. I get clients saying, nah, how long am I, can I have you for? And I'm like, as long as you need me, as Nanny McPhee says. And when you don't, when you do need me, I'll leave. No, I'm only joking. I'll only leave when they want me to. <laughs> so I hope you found that helpful today, guys and girls, when you're heading to the gym and pick up those tips And again, I'm always happy to answer questions. If you need some exercise examples, some workout examples, always happy to help. It's free at the end of the day to ask for advice because you could literally Google it. You have a coach at the end of the day for implementation, for accountability and for support to make sure you're on the right track where you're heading. If you have any questions about today's uh, questions that were covered or you want me to answer any questions in the next podcast, all all you have to do is email at, sorry, natalie at the Nag Personal Trainer .co.uk or find me on Instagram and DM at Zadag Personal Trainer your question. I will always personally answer it as well to you and I'll also use it to answer in a podcast as well. Thanks for listening guys and as always as a nice little favour from you guys just share this with one person who you think it will help. Have a great day.